Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone doing this fine Friday evening? Um, we got a games tomorrow. We got games Sunday. We got games Monday. We got Christmas right around the corner. Happy holidays to all. I am at Williamson NFL. Most of you know that, but if you haven't yet, follow me on Twitter. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network. And... As is the case every Friday, our most popular show of the day, we are going to pick games straight up. And I just pulled up the spreads at mybookie.ag. And you can use our locked on code there, as I told you yesterday, um, to pick against the spread, too. And wow, there's some huge spreads. Well, I actually haven't looked at them. I just pulled up the front page. And I know who's playing, obviously, this week. And. It's amazing that for the second to last game of the you know, week of the season, there aren't many games with major playoff implications. You know, it, it's just the way it's set up. There's, there's, there's not a lot of action. And in turn, I think we're going to see some gigantic spreads. I mean, I'm looking at these first two games. Wow. You know, and there's going to be a lot of big ones. You can already predict which ones those are. Are we going to see some upsets? Are we going to see some teams like the Colts, the Bengals, the Texans? that have maybe already, quote, cashed it in, just continue to cash it in and be on their merry way? Or do we see a team like that rebound strong on a national stage? You know, like Colts are going to the Ravens for the first game on the slate, and they look at it like it's their their Super Bowl, and they play their A-plus game and have some pride and make it a close game or pull off the upset. I don't know. I mean, I think this is a really unpredictable week for some of these gigantic spread games. So, for you guys that are at mybookie.ag, I'd be a little hesitant on not to uh, some of these huge spread games. I have a feeling I'm not going to feel super confident against. I mean, the Ravens are at home favored by 13 over the Colts. Yeah, they're a much better team than the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to pick them to win. I I love saying this about the Colts, but they're 31st in points scored and points against. And they deserve it. I mean, they stink on both sides of the ball. And the Ravens' offense is getting better. Maybe they can convert a big player two to Wallace. I think Collins will run all day. I don't think Indy will score, or maybe at all. I mean, they're totally overmatched, and Brissett's going to get hit. But do the Ravens beat anyone by 13? I mean, am I willing to give you 13? That's a big number, man. I guess I will. I mean... I get, I could see 17 nothing. I could see 24 10, 24 9, you know. At home, yeah, I'll give you 13, but that's a lot for the Ravens to give anyone. This one actually surprises me a little bit. Vikings go to Green Bay in what I'm sure the NFL thought would be a very important game that isn't anymore. Um Vikings on the road are favored by 9. No Aaron Rodgers, no Devontae Adams. Nelson's going to get Xavier Rhodes. That's a disaster for the Packers. I mean, I'm sure they're looking at this game like, let's run the ball, shorten things, try to play a tight, low-scoring game, maybe incorporate some Hundley runs. That's great, but that Vikes D is, isn't just going to let you do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're going to crowd the line of scrimmage. Rhodes is going to eat up Nelson, who kind of looks done. Hundley's going to be under pressure. Vikings have run the ball well, but I think they can really torture this Packers secondary with Thielen and Diggs, Rudolph as well. I'll give you nine. I mean, I'm pretty confident the Vikings blow these guys out Saturday night. 
All right, the Sunday slate starts with the Lions at Bengals. Lions are favored by three. Mixon may or may not play. You would think on paper that Cincy would run the ball well and the Lions would not. But the Lions need this game and the Bengals have gone totally in the tank. Yeah, they looked awful. And it's not an effort thing. It's just how bad do they need it? Do they want it? I mean, it's really since that Steelers loss on Monday night, it's been dismal for them. I mean, getting crushed. So I'm going to take the Lions. But the reality is here, if you didn't know anything about how these teams were playing right now, I might say that they're pretty much equal squads. You know, I mean, the Bengals have talent. You know, A.J. Green's going to see Slay. That's not an easy matchup. But you would think you'd be able to do some damage to that Lions defense. But one team's playing well and getting a lot out of their talent, and one team's doing the polar opposite. So I know it's in Cincinnati, but are you going to have a full stadium? You know, uh, I'll take the Lions. I'll give you three. Chargers, they, they, they nailed me last week. I've been pumping their tires like crazy. I'm going to get back on the train as they go to New York to play the Jets. Chargers on the road, favored by six and a half. I mean, some big road favorites in this. It's a weird week for lines. I, you know, you got Petty, and I know he didn't play badly, but I can't see the Jets offensively doing much at all in this game. Maybe a little bit on the ground, maybe. But, I, you know, no Hunter Henry, that's a big injury. But I think Gordon and company are okay. I don't really see an answer for Allen. I think Rivers gets back on track. Six and a half seems like a pretty good line, though. I mean, I think the Chargers are the better team. They need it. Coming off a loser, just probably why the line's as high or as, you know, as favorable as it is. If they were just beat Kansas City, they're probably favored by nine in this one, I'm guessing. Not that I know Vegas lines all that well. But I'll lay the six and a half. I think they win by seven. <laughs> so I'm not real confident about it. Speaking of seven, Rams are laying seven in Tennessee. They're the much better team. I mean, they really are. They're the much better team. Um, Titans defense is all right, but I still think Gurley does well. Um, I think the... Man, uh, Tennessee's offense is just so rough, and I think Donald causes... Major, major problems. I just don't trust the passing game at all from Tennessee, and I don't like the way they're running it. The Rams are rolling people. I'll give you seven on the road and take the Rams. All right, another barn burner here. Browns are getting six and a half in Chicago. Probably their last chance to get a W. Could happen. Could see Coleman and Gordon causing problems. I could see the Browns slowing down Howard. Uh, I kind of want to take an upset special here. I didn't like what... I, Trubisky's been really up and down. Really no weapons there at all. But I think the Bears would certainly stick with Howard. And that's always the way I look at Bears games. And if they can, they usually win or make it close and lean on that. I don't think the Browns will run the ball very well. I 
would think these quarterbacks could certainly throw a couple to the other team, especially Kaiser. I'll take the Bears to win, but Cleveland plus six and a half is enough in a 17-14 type of game. Bucks are getting ten and a half in Carolina. Ooh, that's crazy. I guess it's warranted, though. I mean, I like what we saw from Winston. I think there's some weapons there, but O.J. Howard's banged up. He's on IR. Deshaun Jackson's banged up. Evans has been a little disappointing. Ten and a half. I think the Carolina Panthers have moved the football without a lot of problem. I mean, those, those Buck linebackers are active and athletic, but I also think they have a tough time with Olsen and McCaffrey, who are playing really, really well. Funchess has a favorable matchup. Panthers need it more. I like what we're seeing from Newton. Um, this game may end up being kind of fun when it's said and done. But if one team rushes a passer, the other doesn't. I think Winston probably throws a pick or two under duress. A lot of blitz in his face. Ten and a half, though. I mean, I like the Panthers to win. I'll give you ten and a half. That's, ooh, man. That's a big number. Falcons are getting six in New Orleans. And I do think the Saints should be favored. I was asked the other day, who is the better backfield? Atlanta or New Orleans? It's New Orleans. I mean, if you don't know this, the Saints backfield right now is on pace to be the most productive in NFL history for a season. That's crazy. And, oh, by the way, they traded a Hall of Fame running back early in the year out of the mix. Not that he's the same player. Um, You're going to see Latimer on Jones. You're going to see a matchup that favors the Saints with Jordan coming to Matt Ryan's you know, open side, his right side. Um, but still, I think Atlanta moves the ball. I think Freeman has a nice day. I think the Falcons run well. Their offense is hard to count on, though. But on the other side of the ball, yeah, you have some active guys and you have some athleticism, but I don't know that there's a great matchup there for Kamara in the passing game. Thomas is going to line up to Breeze's left a high percentage of the time, which means he will avoid Trufant. I could see Thomas having a real nice day. I think the Saints will be able to bludgeon them with Ingram quite a bit, and I think their offensive line wins at the point of attack. I like the Saints to win, and I'll give you six. Good line on that one, too. Denver's getting three in Washington. I know Denver's starting to do some better things. But, and Washington's hard to get a grip on right now. I really don't have a great feel for the Redskins right now at all. And they've had a lot of injuries. But I think they're better than Denver. Where's Washington get offense from in this game, though? But it's a 1 o'clock start on the East Coast for the Broncos in a game that doesn't mean a lot. I could see them not playing with the same electricity that they need. Ten, you know, It feels like 10 o'clock to them. I'll take the skins to win. I'll give you three. But that really implies that I have more faith in Washington right now than I really do. Because I don't have a lot of faith in Washington right now. I don't have a lot of faith in the Dolphins either. They're going to Kansas City. Chiefs are favored by ten and a half. Wow. Um, maybe Landry does some things out of the slot. Maybe Drake does some things. Tough place to play, though. I don't have a lot of faith in Cutler at all right now. I think the Chiefs' defense will get after him reasonably well. On the other side of the ball, you're going to get a lot of Hunt, and that makes sense. I also think Kelsey will be problematic. 
I could see Hill getting behind these guys. Ten and a half. I clearly have the Chiefs to win, but I gotta take one of these dogs that's getting double digits. How many double digit lines are there? Holy smokes. Um the Finns I think they lose by ten. So since you're giving me ten and a half, I'll take Miami. And real quick, I'm gonna look how many double digit lines are there. We got one, there's a niner. There is another one, two. There's another one. We just talked about three. Another one coming up, four. And two nines on Monday. That's insane. There's four double-digit lines this week and three nine spots. Holy smoky dokes. The Bills are getting 11.5 in New England. And I think McCoy can have a nice day here. I mean, can he control the, the ball on the ground? I think so. I mean, I, I don't really trust that Patriots front, and I would imagine that they dedicate a lot of people to slowing him down. You know, that's priority one. Stop McCoy. But even Charles Clay could cause some problems. Ty, you know, Tyrod, I bet he makes a couple plays with his legs. Not a real athletic group of linebackers at all for the Patriots. They're going to have a bullseye on Gronkowski after he went WWE on their star corner, White, you know, rookie. Um... Patriots will move the ball. I very much believe that. And I think they win. But I bet Buffalo plays them tighter than 11.5. Just because I think they shorten the game. Not a ton of possessions. Maybe New England does the same. And without Burkhead still. But a lot of Lewis and running the ball. Uh, maybe it's a lower scoring game without a lot of possessions. And they win it you know, 24-17. Maybe they're in control a lot of it at the time. But I think the Bills can hang around. Jacksonville, favored by four and a half in San Fran. I'm loving Jimmy G, don't get me wrong. But I don't think the Niners offense does anything. And I think he gets hit a lot. It is a cross-country road trip. Maybe Jacksonville lays an egg a little bit. And the Niners' run defense has gotten quite good. Uh, Foster, the linebacker, is a great player. Great young player. And they got some pieces there in the front. And it's certainly more favorable to throw on the Niners. It's very, very favorable to throw on the Niners. And while Bortles is playing better, that doesn't exactly play to Jacksonville's strengths. But I think Fournette's going to be back. And by no means do I think the Niners can run away and make Jacksonville not you know, lean on their run. So I think the Jags win. It wouldn't shock me at all if they scored on defense. You know, just because I think that the offensive line for the Niners is in huge huge problems here. I don't think they can lean on Hyde to score points. As much as Goodwin's been effective and as much as I like Jimmy, that secondary is going to eat them up. I think Jacksonville wins this game 17-3, something like that. So I'll give you four and a half. Giants are going to Arizona where they're getting three. Um, always think about Peterson. Maybe Peterson plays Ingram in this game. Probably not. Probably gets one of the outside guys. Um, probably does not get Shepard. So this kind of works out, I think, pretty well for the Giants. They're two good receivers. Probably won't see a lot of Peterson. And guys like Wayne Gallman are playing a little bit better, and Eli's playing a little better, and overall the offense is back to respectability. Um, but I also think Chandler Jones causes problems, and the Cardinals will put pressure on Eli without question. How into the Giants? How into this are the Giants going to be to go across country with two more games? You know, on Christmas Eve, I think that's a 
you know, legit question. But that Cardinals front, you know, offensive line, quarterback situation's bad. And I could certainly see more pressure from the Giants than we have in a while. I still have faith in this Giants defense, despite what we've seen this year. I'll take the cards to win, but I'll take the Giants plus three, like 21-20-ish. This is going to be a fun game. Seattle is getting four and a half in Dallas. See, I think this is one where you you start all your fantasy guys. That I think Zeke goes crazy. Like, girly crazy last week against Seattle. And therefore, I think Dallas wins. And I like what Dallas's defense is coming around to. They're rushing the passer reasonably well. Lee's healthy. He's not the only linebacker of consequence there. Secondary's coming around. But I think Wilson bounces back and does some big things here. And I think Jimmy Graham's a big problem for them. Baldwin's been very quiet, but I think that the slot corners can do damage against Dallas. I could see a lot of points in this game. Um, I also think Des Bryant, who I don't love anymore, but he's uh, he's got advantages for sure over the Seattle corners, namely Maxwell. I don't think Dak will be pressured all that much. I'll take Dallas and I'll give you four and a half. But just a hunch, I think Russell Wilson does some magic on this one. No Sunday night game, as Santa will be busy on, on Christmas Eve. And that works out well for me. We'll be opening presents 7-ish when the games end. Uh, Monday, Christmas Day, there's a 4.30 game and an 8.30 game. Uh, the Steelers are going to Houston. It's been hard to talk about this game all week. You know, Basically, I was just asked on the radio, how can the Steelers lose this game? And my thought was, it would be really tough. Houston is one of the absolute worst teams in the league with one of the worst lines and secondaries, offensive lines and secondaries in the league and quarterback situation as we speak. But Hopkins and Fuller could maybe do a lot of damage. And Hayden's coming back and maybe he you know, looks a little overmatched or a little rusty. And Hopkins gets 15 targets and catches 11 of them for 140 and two touches. I mean, he could do that against anyone with any quarterback throwing to him. Fuller could get behind them for a big play or two. Certainly is possible. Steelers have played a lot of tough games, divisional games, Patriot games. Maybe they're due for a on-the-road letdown. We've seen it before. But no A.B., but that's like I said, that secondary is bad. And I, and ideally, when you play the Texans, it's better to throw than run. So you would love to have Brown, but you don't. But you still have Schuster. You know, you Smith Schuster. You still have Martavis. Le'Veon Bell's going to cause massive problems as a runner and receiver. I can see this starting slow for F- Pittsburgh and this being a game at halftime. And my fellow Steeler fans texted me saying, "What are they doing?" You know. And then they pull away in the second half and Ben lights them up. So I got the Steelers like 27-13 with a much better second half for Pittsburgh than first. Raiders are going to Philadelphia on Monday night and getting nine to do that. Cooper is questionable at this point. That secondary can be had, but it's not bad. The Eagles can really rush the passer, but the Raiders have a very good line. But they never drive the ball downfield and everything comes out of Carr's hands really quick. Can Lynch do damage? Yeah, enough, I would say. Foles played really well last week, and I don't think I talked about that enough. I, I was impressed with him. I mean, he's not Wentz. Of course he's not Wentz. But I think Alshon and Ertz are going to cause huge problems and have big days. I could see Ajayi 
running all over the Raiders. I could also see Khalil Mack, though, getting to Foles three times. I mean, I know he'll go, go against Lane Johnson, but he'll move around. And Foles holds the ball and is a deliberate player. So I think the, the Eagles' pass rush, namely Mack, will have to be, or the Raiders' pass rush, namely Mack, will have to be exceptional to keep this thing close. I like the Eagles to win, but by nine, that's a lot of points, man. How many points this week are insane? I think the Raiders keep it close. 28-20, 28-21, something like that. All right. Happy holidays to all of you. I hope all of you that celebrate Christmas have a wonderful Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Um, I hope all your children love it as much as mine are set up to do and have loved and done with their school. And obviously I am not going to have a podcast on Monday. Maybe I'll sneak one in. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't given that any thought, but I, I assume Tuesday will just be recap day. You know, we'll recap three days of action. Uh, we're having people here Monday until Steeler kickoff and I'm kicking everybody out. Um, but maybe I'll sneak in a podcast. I don't think, no, no, no. Don't, don't count on a Christmas Day podcast. I love you guys and all, but my wife might castrate me if I do that. Uh, but Tuesday will certainly be a big recap day. Maybe we won't do power ranks and just continue the, the week as usual for there. Or maybe Thursday will be power rank day. Haven't given that a lot of thought, as you can tell, as I'm just thinking off the top of my head. But uh, happy holidays to all of you. And thanks so much. Take care.